Hey, everybody, welcome to part two of uh, the two-part podcast here where we are talking about the stigma around seeking professional help for mental health. Um, again, super near and dear to us. Uh, Want to give a huge shout out to Aaron for his vulnerability in this. This is not easy, uh, and uh, we hope and we know that you're going to find value in this. Uh, and we also know that he's not alone, and that means you're not alone. Here's part two. steps did you decide that you were going to take to change where you are? So actually on her suggestion, she has suggested this for quite a while. And again, the stigma. And she said, you need like professional help. She said, you need to do something because what you've been doing has worked for some things, but there are still some things in you that you need professional help with. And you know, we, you and I sit here and talk and we offer advice and what we've been through and what we've gone through and what we've seen in five years, which that experience in working with a bunch of other men isn't nothing, but we're not professionals. <laughs> not even close. So not even close. So something she said, she's, I said, and I said, look, I get, I'm not safe right now. And, and I, and I have to own that and I have to work my way back into trust and being safe. Thank God she showed me grace and gave me an opportunity to do that. And she gave me some stuff and she said, one of the things is you, she's like, I want to see you actually go out and look and get, try to get some help that you're willing to go out and put this stigma behind you and get some, get some help. So, all right. So this is the second time in your life that it's been presented to you that, Hey, uh, it seems as though you are a candidate for professional resources. Yeah. How's it land now? Because 2005, 2006, when the military tells you you're a candidate for those resources, man, I go pound sand, I can do it on my own. You've shifted, yep. you've worked. Your wife says this, what's your response? It's not about me anymore. Dead on. She's right, I have two boys. I have, I have men that count on me and, I, and her. So I, it's not a fix it or, it is a fix it or live with it. But in this case, it's a you fix it or you live without them. Because if I don't fix it and that's who I am, there's no way that they're going to ever trust me to be safe. And everything I've done up the last five years means nothing. And you want to be a safe man. Yes. Okay. So I, again, I think Brian can back me up on this, but working with TRICARE or VA healthcare is a friggin' nightmare sometimes trying to get in to get an appointment, but I spent two straight days calling psychiatrists, therapists, counseling places that would take our insurance and that I could get in to see. And the appointment wasn't in June. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different ball. Like we could talk about like, so for those scoring at home and don't know, we are recording this in February right now. Yes. So uh, four months. Yeah, four months out. Um, unless you call and say, yeah, I'm going to hurt myself. And then they can somehow squeeze you in. And I honestly, I had said what I said, but I didn't feel like I was actually going to do something. So that wasn't, 
Well, I sit here and I hear this story, buddy, and I appreciate that you weren't really intentional about it. But I'm not a safe man. Yeah, that's what's sticking with me. Oh, oh yeah, that's still what's that's what with I want to change. That's what I'm looking to change, and I'm not waiting four months to do it. Yeah. So I got an appointment. I got a. I figured out I could do a telehealth appointment. Um. And I sat with a psychiatrist. Actually, from Colorado Springs, while in Fort Collins, uh, you know where we're sitting in Colorado Springs right now, and um, just talked through a lot of stuff and received, did a lot of tests, did a lot of paperwork beforehand, and, and got an official diagnosis. So now with I have PTSD, and in her opinion, got a, a diagnosis um, of adult ADHD uh, with high anxiety overtones. Mm. So which makes so much sense. Sure. So two things there. Number one, you and I joke a lot because we are very, very similar and we're very high energy and we're, um, we're energetic on occasion. So the adult ADHD makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing. I know that we joke about it and honestly, it's not a joke. No. I, and, and I do want to get better about that. The second thing though is you said right there, it makes so much sense. Almost as if there's a sense of relief to you. At least fucking somebody can tell me what this is. There's happiness, relief, and there is sadness and anger that I didn't do it sooner. So when I start talking about medication, I start talking about, they didn't just throw it like, hey, here's what I want. Here, we're just going to throw you on you know, Adderall yep. or we're just going to whatever. There was actually a, pl a, a very calculated plan of where to start and where to see what's going to happen, what's going to help me get better. On top of that, I've also set up appointments to see a professional counselor. Because mm. as much as I love talking to you and downloading my story with you and our circle, it's not professional. And as it, much as I want to say, oh, they're helping me, and it has been, it has a ton. My and this is getting into the stigma of it. My, I never want to be like, oh, I got to be the guy in therapy. Which is interesting because you're not the only man in our circle yeah. seeking professional help. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm curious. Like, how does that stigma just stay with you? Like, you know that there's a man in our inner circle, men in our inner circle that are seeking professional help. Help. And you and I have both said we're not professionals. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big distinction. And I think it's a big part of getting rid of the stigma is the fact that you can get help. It, find the help that works best for you. Yeah. It might be this podcast. It could be the Crucible Project. It could be medication. It could be a professional therapist. It could be a psychiatrist, whatever it looks like, man. The reality of it is it's okay to want to be a better version, a different version of you. Yeah. So here's how it plays out for me. And all that makes total sense. But because of my story, I have spent most of my life trying to prove that I was strong enough to not be a victim. And then now add that into being a husband and a dad, I want to prove that I'm strong enough to be a protector. And looking at 
so in my story, when I go go back to it and wanting to be strong enough to not be a victim, for some reason I got it in my head that if you go out and seek medication or therapy, you're giving it. You're not strong enough to do it on your own. And then I become my own victim. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with me that I can't fix it on my own, that I'm not strong enough to fix it. If I'm not strong enough to fix this on my own, am I strong enough to protect my wife? Am I strong enough to protect my boys? I can't tell you, Aaron, as I sit here, <clears throat> the amount of impact what you just said is going to have on how many men and women that are out there right now thinking, I I am not strong enough to do this on my own, so there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Dude, I, and, and, and just to hear you say it makes me so sad and tender because I know who you are. I know who you want to be. And you're right. I can't get in your head to fully wrap my head around how you got there. Yeah. But I, I think that it takes so much strength to say, I can't. I think it takes more strength to say I can't do it on my own than it does to try and do it on your own. Because there's a self-awareness with that. Yeah. There's a there's a self-awareness that I I I cannot. But the selflessness of I do have these two boys and I do have this wife. I have this life that I want to create with these humans. So I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make that happen. I feel more valuable and seen by you, by you willing to make that effort. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm, I'm telling this story. This is not a story that happened. This is a compilation. Well, the story specifically with, 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 my, with my wife and what is happening. I'm not talking about a story that happened years ago. This happened last week. Yep. Last week. Mm-hmm. And we and our wives and our friend and his wife had dinner last night. Yes. And laughed and enjoyed some adult beverages and made inappropriate jokes. <laughs> Never us, right? <laughs> I'm really good at those. So my wife, when, when we first got married, she had said to me, if shit ever goes sideways or things start to get bad, take me away on a weekend to reconnect. And we had had this plan for a while to come down here and, and do this. Um, and it almost didn't happen. Thank God it did. So we were doing. I don't want to breeze over that. What? It almost didn't happen. Why? And this is so the reason I want to go here is for the spouses of the folks where it comes out sideways. Why it, did it almost not happen? Because at that point, she didn't want to go she didn't feel safe to go she didn't feel safe to be around other people and pretend that everything is okay and i think that's a big deal for spouses who are listening to this right now i've been there before they're understanding where their spouse is coming from but they're so glad to be able to connect with someone else <laughs> who's been i don't feel safe i don't want to do this i may not do this yeah and that's okay. I think that's a good response. I think that's an okay response. And yeah. I want to see the spouses in that space. Yeah, I think it's perfectly healthy. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't falter at all. I was like, well, so my response was, well, I really hope it does. But if you can't or don't, I like, I understand. 
Yep. Um, so last night, we before we met up with everybody, we were actually sitting in the hotel, uh, the lobby bar, right in the lobby. Um, it's a Dumb and Dumber reference, if anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're sitting there talking, and and I was talking about this, and saying, "I'm so glad that you that we were able to do this and talk and have a drink and just connect as adults again." And she, she looked at me. She's like, "I." She's like, "I'm just." She's like, "I'm really tender for you." In this, she's like, "What I'm realizing is that you have been white knuckling your life for so long." Mm. White knuckling your life for so long, trying to survive that you don't have anything left in the tank after surviving to flourish. That you've been doing this on your own for so long and white knuckling survival that you're giving everything you have to surviving that there's not anything left to give to flourish. He's like, so I'm really tender for you in that capacity and giving me permission to live that and now seek out help. So I have to ask, yeah. and you know, your tears are welcome. Have you ever <clears throat> felt as seen as you did in that moment? No. No. Yeah, it was a great moment. And I think that's a big deal. Yeah. You've been white knuckling your entire life that you have not been given the opportunity to flourish. Yeah. You're just trying to survive. Yeah. So there's a few things that I hear in that. Number one, she sees <clears throat> the potential in you. Yeah. She sees a man that she believes in. And she wants to give you the opportunity to step into that space. What's getting in the way? It's been it's been me. It's been the block of Gosh, that fixed, you know, we talk about the fixed mindset, the psychology is like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be strong enough to fix it on my own and not realizing I'm not strong. And that's okay. I'm okay sitting here saying I am not strong enough right now to fix this on my own. Sure. I'm just not. And it's either admit that or lose my family. And that was not going to be an option. So, you know, we get into the stigma behind everything and why I think I'm not alone is I found out that the National Institute of Health, so the N, what is it, the NIH, did a meta-analysis of nine different studies all relating to men's willingness to seek mental health or Ooh. help for mental health d- difficulties. Okay, what you got? And they said that men are significantly more likely to not seek help. It's almost like a 60-40 Really? To not seek mental health. So 60% of the men, almost 60%, are not willing to seek professional help. Yeah. And it's your judgment that they're not willing to seek that help because it's a sign of weakness. I know that's true, which was true for me. Okay. Um, and if you, if you dive deep into this rabbit hole, that all comes out the same thing. That all comes out and it just, the, the typical male characteristics that we attribute don't lend itself to, to getting help. Um, there's something we said that men experience 
mental health challenges in a unique way. Not saying that women don't at all. I can't speak to how a woman experiences a mental health challenge. Or men, I, I just can't. Sure. But I know that it's when, you know, when a man, you know, in my position puts, puts it on himself to be a protector, provider, all the other stuff, mental health and mental health deficiencies hit different or hit me different. Because we're supposed to provide we're supposed to keep showing up. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to do as men because that's what's given to us at a very young age. And that's how our stories read. Yeah. And I uh, get that. It's definitely on my, I mean, so you look at it, we talk about the suicide rate and it's right now in the last study, they said it's like almost what? 3.88 more men than women. 3.8 so million. Almost, almost four to one. Okay. Basically, I catch what you're throwing for one. Okay. Men committing suicide to women. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that the two things that don't lie are numbers in the past. Right. Yep. And so that's a four to one ratio. So for you, it's because you didn't feel strong enough. Now, let me ask you this. You've done your telehealth and you've gotten your diagnosis. Is there going to be medication that they recommend? Have they recommended it? Yes. And that's something I really appreciated. It wasn't just like a medication thrown at me. Okay. There was several, several options presented, several other um, healthcare options. options taken into consideration. Sure. Like we don't want to throw you on Adderall as a stimulant because of medical history with your family. Right. We need to make sure that's safe before we. So, so there's a lot of care being taken. So not only not only are you looking at the professional therapy side of things, you're looking at being willing to take the medication as well. Yep. Okay. So I mean, <clears throat> I'm oddly excited to see what happens to see how it how things might change. And I think that's a great mindset, right? As we we talked about mindset last week, I think that's a good mind. I'm excited about it because I want something different for myself. And this is a means to an end. I'm happy to take a look at getting this for myself. Yeah. I need something different. I What I had been doing has not been working. Sure. So I guess... I, I think I kind of we're we're in that space of the stigma and everything else, and I, and I want to stay there and I want to live there for a little bit. I think where I want to go with this, as we put a bow on it, is the fact that you wanted something different for yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't like how you showed up. You want to show up in a better way, and I think it's important to point out that you have a human in your life a very strong human yeah. who's willing to call you on your shit. Yeah. And I would tell you, um, after we had that conversation and, and you told me what was said, I was sad, I was tender, and I'm noticing anger. Yeah. As we talk about her response to you, like, I'm really not worth, I'm not worth sticking around for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be because it that occurred to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, I lean on you in a big way. Like, I just, I lean on you in a big way. But it also makes me realize I want to show up for you in a similar fashion because I think it's that whole I'm supposed to show up, I'm supposed to provide, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to. And it's okay 
to lean on somebody else. Yeah. I really believe that. I, I, I do too. And I think that if it's a professional, fine. If it's a medication, fine. If it's a podcast, if it's a program, whatever it looks like, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I think this is such a valuable episode because here we are providing week in and week out. It's like, hey, you know, this is a this is another answer. This is another way to to live your life. This is another opportunity. Yada yada yada. And this is a great example of the fact that we don't always have our shit together and oh, showing yeah. up authentically and being willing to be vulnerable is a big deal. Yeah. You know, for me, brother, we talk about, we talk a lot about, and we've talked about it in here several times, almost every episode about stuffing stuff and stuffing that beach oh, ball. Yeah. So my advice would be to somebody, if you feel like you might, if you have that and you're like, I'm not going to go get professional help because I don't need it. I'm not strong enough. Don't wait. Right. Don't, don't wait. I mean, my, my stuff came out sideways and blew up on my wife with my boys in the house, not knowing what's going on. I mean, my nine year old's following us around the house and saying, please don't get divorced. I don't want to have friends that are divorced and I don't want to live like that. And I had to look at him and apologize and he made me promise that we're not going to get divorced. I mean, at the time, like I didn't, I didn't know exactly what to say to him, but I just promised that daddy's going to do everything he possibly can to make sure we stay a family. So at this point I'm like stigma be damned. Right. Because for me, what looks worse, a man that's seeking professional help and getting therapy or on medication to try to be better or a man that's too stubborn to do anything and blows up his family and hurts innocent people in the process. What's the saying? Um, I would much rather be the guy that's on in therapy and on medication. If you're not willing to look at the wound, you're going to bleed on the people that have nothing to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, buddy, I'm proud of you. I'm grateful <laughs> for you. Um, I think that's a big deal. I think that this is this is this is content that's going to impact uh, guys and gals out there. I'm going to do something that we don't normally do. Yeah. We normally do our shout outs and everything at the beginning. I'm so grateful for D. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I, uh, n- knowing her and, and seeing her show up for you, you'll never convince me that she wasn't put in your life for a reason. That oh. is, dude, that's your human. Yep. And so big shout out to D. Grateful for her in that space. That's, that's a big deal. Uh, any, any final thoughts as we. Um. Oh man, you hit that on the head. Um, if we joked last night at dinner, I said that I we and we always say all the time like I owe I always I always we I outkicked my coverage. Like I married above my oh yeah. And we were thinking, we were saying last night like when I met her, um, I was like, is this my is this my make a wish? <laughs> this is yes. This is like is something wrong with my, you know? But we but you're right. Um, I have been shown more grace by that woman than a person deserves. Um, I, 
I'm sad and angry at myself that it's taken me so long to honor that by doing stuff. I felt like, and, and honestly, like I feel like over the last five years, I've been doing a lot of work on myself and I have. So I guess my, but I think there's always going to be more work to I th do. I think my tie a bow on it thought for this would be, there's always going to be work yeah. and don't, be afraid to do that work and stuff something until it becomes a massive issue. And you're certainly not alone as you step into that. I don't, I don't believe I'm alone. I believe that there's a lot of people that can resonate with this. Um, you know, talking about the, the mental health thing too. The other thing is, is if you do need help and I talked about trying to get an appointment, but if you are in a place where you really feel like you don't have another option, reach out to somebody you know. And if you don't have anybody you think you can trust with that, we talk about the suicide hotline. It's been simplified to 988. Yeah. And they, they don't automatically call the police. They don't automatically call an ambulance. But it just connects you with somebody to talk to that can help you walk through with what you're going through, at least start the process. And if you need to chat with somebody in the interim, right, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, Warrior and the Wolf, at gmail.com, the warrior and the wolf at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Um, you're worth the time. I, th I think that's a that's a that's a big statement. You're yeah. worth the time. You're worth the effort. Yeah. Like, and you're not doing this alone. I think there are so many humans that can identify with what you're talking about today. And again, I'm grateful that you're willing to share. I'm proud of you. For being willing to share your vulnerability is seen yeah. and your vulnerability is going to have an impact and i think that's really really important that's the hope if i can encourage one person to reach out before things get too bad right and i say all the time to check on your people and this isn't saying that nobody did nobody checked on me because i knew as soon as what went down i had men in my life that i'd be like i effed up and I did, and I got the responses I expected, you know, from you and others like, well, one, don't do that shit again. And what can I do for you in this moment? What can I provide for you and your family? Yep. So if you think there's nobody out there that's willing to go fight for you, there is. And if you're a person that's going to fight with somebody or fight alongside them, let them know that. I think it's a big deal. I think the people like I, I love knowing that I have men walking with me. Same. I think that's a big, big deal. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, hey, uh, today's content was pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, would love for you to check us out on uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram, the Warrior and the Wolf podcast on those two platforms. We are working on a website. Uh, more to come on that, warriorinthewolf.com. Uh, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribed to the podcast. Um, you can do that down below. and uh, Leave us a rating, too. Yeah. If you like uh, us, hate us either way. A, a rating would be good. A comment would be good. Yep. Uh, and, and we would love to know if there's something that's on your mind or your heart that you would like to hear uh, Aaron and I address. Um please leave that comment down there. Uh, we, we would love to hear more from you. And again, cannot stress it enough. If you're even having minor thoughts, 
about uh, suicide or taking your own life, anything in that space, 988. Pick up that cellular device, hit nine, hit eight, hit eight, and then send, uh, let somebody talk to you. Uh, buddy, again, thanks. Not, not an easy topic. Grateful for you uh, and your willingness to step into it. Thank you. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Love y'all.